and honor to the King of the universe, blessed be his name, and to uh, thank him for all that he has done for us in all of our places, in all of our seasons, in all of our times. Please be seated. Um, as it is late in the hour and we are few in number, because I understand there are, are associations happening today as well as the keep back of the snow. What I would like to do is, not so much quickly, but go over this portion with a purpose. Not just so that you can find out the pages and some numbers back and forth in here, but to deal with the theme that the Moftia started this morning in the, in the Haftara, where the Most High told your brother Esau, when I was getting at my children for the things that they had done, you had no right to get in the middle. You had no right to be glad about the day of his destruction. As I said then and I'll say it again, we as Israelites have to learn that that lesson is not about Edom. That lesson is about you and I. Don't stand in the way don't be a part of your own brother's destruction. You can't do it and you can't survive it. Because the word is already out. I bless those that bless you and I curse those that curse you. The word is already out and has no choice but to obey that which I spoke. This is not a matter of, you know, a lot of times people think that God is somewhere going, oh, you did that, Zach, there you go, I, I got you. I got you, I'm looking, oh, yep, you did it, there we go. This is not what's happening. I, I want you to know that the word of God has power. He already spoke it. There's no need to speak it again. He's not like you and me. The whole universe follows his command. You curse my children, there's a curse waiting for you. It's really just that simple. But he's bad and he's wicked and I know he did this and I know he did that. None of your business. Stay out of my business. How do you know that he didn't just pray a prayer that made me decide to withhold the curse from him. God don't forgive that. That says you. Says you. That's right. Says you. Menashe was. Hmm. You know your history. Menashe was a wicked king. Reigned in wickedness for 55 years. Hmm. One day he got it. That's right. 
And he said, please, Amen. forgive me. God, is it your place to decide who God will forgive and who God will not? This whole, the Haftarah and the Seder is about family. So this is the perspective that I want to bring this to you. And read, I'm going to need you to pay attention to me because I'm going to be skipping through this back and forth. Welcome. In the 32nd chapter, in the 32nd chapter, in the fourth verse, it starts talking about something. If you remember last week, Jacob had just escaped the tyranny of his father-in-law, Laban. And he admitted it. He was afraid. Right? He was afraid till Laban told him, God met me last night told me don't speak either good nor bad to you. And then Jacob said, oh. So would you come out here mashing through my stuff for? He said, well, you know, you stole my God. He said, um, Jacob opened his mouth. And he said, with whom you find your God, but let them die. What I want you to know is that the word, of, the word of God is in you. Because Jacob had no idea what he was saying. But the word that he spoke had power. He spoke it right into existence. A place that only your fathers have with God. Proven over and over again. It is the place that only your fathers have with God. So now Jacob gets rid of his gets rid of his nemesis, his father-in-law. And now what's happening is that he's going to meet his brother, Esau. And he sent messengers ahead. He knew his brother. His brother was, uh, you know, possession hat. He was all about his money, his loot. And I'm not even saying that Esau at this stage in his life was a bad guy. Because our, fa our father Yitzchak loved him. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, here's the thing. Yitzchak had a blessing, the same blessing that God gave to Abraham. And that blessing was all about the seed, right? right. To the pres preservation of the seed. 
So now, here it was, here are these two young men. Mm -hmm. I, I, I train them up both, you understand? I train them, you see it. Jacob knew his martial arts just like, uh, like Esau did. You, you saw it, he was a tough guy. He was, just, he was just cool when he went over to that fountain and, and he moved the rock that all the people gathered to get themselves together to move the rock off the well. You remember that part? And our father Jacob, who was not 16 or 20 or even 30, our father was all the way up in his 70s somewhere. And he pushed the rock off the well's mouth all by himself. He was tough. Very. very he was tough. But the reality was, and the situation was, that when he got ready to meet his brother, he knew who his brother was. His brother was nothing to play with. You know, his brother was nothing, like, you know, like, I want you to think about your father, Mikai. He's just like, like, <laughs> like, he was just not, you know, don't push at him. That wasn't who he was. That's, that's just not, that's not the way you did yeah. with that side. Right, right. And, Jacob realized what the situation was that took place because, look, it wasn't Jacob's fault. His mother had been telling him all his life. Why do you think she kept him close to him? Why do you think he was the houseboy? She didn't want that boy going nowhere. Mm -hmm. You stay right here. No, you ain't going out there hunting and arrow shooting and wild game. Stay right here. Uh, but Eli wasn't a boy. Because she already had it. Mm -hmm. The argument about whether or not she told Yitzchak, I don't want to go into the argument. I'm telling my personal opinion. I think she told him a long time ago. Yep. I thought she told him when he first happened. Listen, this is what God told me. Because I went to inquire of God. And all this stuff was happening. And our father, Yitzchak, couldn't see it. Why? Because his boy, Esau, was a bad mamma jamma. Oh, yeah. You understand? He watched him jump off the cliff and jump down on top of the ram and snatch him by the horn and hey, oh, yeah, yeah. And so now, who, 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 who do you want to protect the sea? The, the bean maker or the guy that's jumping off the cliffs? Cliffs. This, 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 this wasn't an issue of I loved him better or this. I, I, I am the the keeper of the seed. Right. And I have to make sure it's protected. So I'm I, in, in my mind looking at my two sons, I'm gonna give it to Esau. He's gonna protect that house. Mm -hmm. Reality was that now that Jacob is going back to see his brother after having gotten the birthright and after 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 having gotten the blessing. He's going back now to see his brother, and he's nervous. So he sends him a gift. And listen how he sends the gift. He don't just send the gift all at once. He breaks the gift up into three different spots. And so that, in other words, he said, you go ahead. So when he sees the gift and he goes, man, what's this? That my Lord, um, you know, bow low. You know, he gave him instruction. When you get to my brother, bow. Real, get down. Tell him. Your servant Jacob sent this for you as a gift. So now he's looking at it going, man. He walked another half a mile and all of a sudden here comes another one. Your servant Jacob, what, what is this? Hey, just send me a gift. What are you talking about? Then here comes the third one. He's like, man, what is going on? Jacob 
was trying to secure what he now knew that he had become the protector of the seed. Do you hear it? Why do you think, and y'all young men and y'all daughters, this is why people talk to you about protecting your seed and not running around and acting fool with your seed and not running around acting fool just because you, you can do it. Because you've got to protect the seed. So Jacob is now trying to do all of these different things. And when he meets with his brother, his brother says, look, you keep all your stuff. I don't need it. He said, listen, Jacob makes a, a very poignant statement. In the book it says, I have enough. But what Jacob said is, I have it all. He actually cold. I have it all. Like this, 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 this monetary stuff is trifles. I, I, I have been blessed with, with the blessing of Abraham and Isaac from, through the mouth of the living God and now the living God has appeared unto me and told me to go back and that he was going to bless me and that all of these different things was going to happen to me. Don't worry about me, brother. I'm good. You can take all this stuff. question is now, how do you deal when that happens? Esau met his brother and he hugged him and kissed him. What's important about that statement? You don't stay mad with your brother and sister forever. That's it. Right. Did you, I mean, this was a situation that was going to affect his generations forever. And yet and still when they met and they came together, the reality was, no. No. We don't have to be at odds. We don't have to be enemies. Let's move on. So now they go on and Jacob does this thing. But now, it says, uh, in the 10th verse, it says this. And Yahweh said, O oh God of my father, God of my father, he's come. O oh, Yahweh, who did say unto me, return to thy country and to thy kindred, and I will do thee good. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of all thy mercy. Yes. And of all thy truth which thou hast shown unto thy servant, for with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two kids. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and smite me, the mother with the children. Thou then said, I will show thee to be good, and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And God did that night, and he took that which he had, and he made him a present of Esau his brother. 200 she-goats and 20 he-goats. So, so he prayed to God and said, listen, I'm afraid, but take me back in safety and in peace because you promised me and you said that you would be the keeper of the seed. So now Jacob puts his plan in action. And then in the 23rd verse, this is what takes place. Tell me, And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two handmaids and his 11 children and he passed over the border of Yahweh and he took them and he sent them over the stream and he sent that which he had. And Yahweh was left alone. 
And then he wrestled with the man until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against your eyeballs, he touched the hollow of the star. And the hollow of your eyeballs thought I was strange as he wrestled with the man. And he said, let me go, for day breaks. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. And he said, I said what is your name? And he said, Yaakov. He said, thy name shall no longer be called Yaakov, but Israel. So now, if you pay attention now, this is our third patriarch. And God has named them all. He's Avram, he changed to Avraham. He called Yitzchak's name before he was even born. Before he was even conceived, yes. But in this one, he now put the name of God right in his name, Israel. He was shown with God and with men and hath prevailed. He was a different person now. That's right. This was a whole nother rebirth for this man now. So now he called himself Israel, and, 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 and Jacob asked and said, Tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, Wherefore dost thou ask my name, seeing it is hidden? <laughs> and he blessed them. Yahweh called the name of the place to Nahel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life was preserved. And the sun rose upon him as he passed over Peniel, and he lived upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not the sinew of the thigh vein, which is upon the hollow of the thigh until this day, because he touched the hollow of Yahweh's thigh. Even the single of the five Yes, yeah, so now, if you know anything about meat, and you go, I'm just telling this is information for you to know. In a kosher, kosher market, you don't find, in a regular kosher market, you do not find the hind quarters of an animal because of that. There are certain very, for example, if you want leg of lamb that's kosher, quote unquote, it's gonna cost you about $40 a pound. Because somebody is gonna, they sit there and cut that little uh, vein out of the thigh. My point to you is this. This is how customs develop. You understand? Customs. There's nothing wrong with customs. As people, this is how people become a people different one from another. You have customs. People say, well, the Torah don't say cover your head. But it has become our custom. Customs are things that separate you from one people to another. We have to stop being a people that walk around here acting like that, um, we, as a people, can't develop a custom because it's not a law. You see how people have done it? We're about to come up on one, Hanukkah. This is not something that uh, uh, Europeans uh, invented. Pudding is not something that Europeans invented. These are things that our people developed as customs based on things that happened to them in their life with the living God. And you need to pay attention and recognize it so that when the customs of our people come, you know, Hakonah had customs. Um, 
Rabbi Matthews had customs. You know, I, I, I listen to people, well, you know, it don't say in the law women can't wear pants. No, it doesn't say it. It says um, that she shouldn't wear kaligavir, that which pertained to a man. But when Rabbi Matthews and them got together, they decided our customs are going to be that our women are not going to wear pants. That's just as valid as the law. God said so. God said so. Years later, Cohen came and said, you, 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 you marry, cover up your head to the women, like wrap it all up. I'm, I'm just saying it was a custom. We throw away things like nobody's business. And then we wonder why we have a difficulty in becoming a people. Because we throw away everything. We are people that we think that all of these things are disposable. You got to get out of that. You got to stop believing that um, the things that affect us are disposable. We throw out stuff and don't replace it with anything. We got to pay attention. So now Jacob and Esau meet, they kiss, they're happy to see each other. But here's something that gets ready to happen. I want you to see it when it happens. 33 and 1, and it reads like this. And Yaakov lifted up his eyes, and looked, and behold, Esau came. And with him, 400 men. He divided the children unto Leah, and unto Raphael, and unto the two handmaidens. And he put the handmaidens in their children foremost, Leah and her children after, Raphael and Yosef crying most. And he himself passed over before them. And he bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him. And he fell on his neck and he kissed him. And they wept. He lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, Who are these with thee? And he said, The children whom El Shaddai hath graciously, graciously given to thy servant. Then the handmaidens came there, and they and their children, and they bowed down. They also came there and bowed down. And after came Yosef and Rachel, and they bowed down. Okay. I did yet speak but once. However, I'm compelled to speak about this matter. Some people have said, well, you shouldn't talk about your father, Israel, in any kind of negative manner. And I'm not talking against my father, Israel. My father, Israel, was a great man of God. But he was still a man. What our father did, if you know your history, affected everything about us to this very moment. That's right. Shall I call it to you? Who knows what I'm talking about? When our father separated the family, he separated his children based on how he felt about their mothers. 
in his mind if Esau was going to attack. And he said it. If he gets these, maybe these will escape. Our mother Leah had three sons. First, matter of fact, she had four sons. First, then Raquel gave her handmaid, and he had a son with a handmaid, and then Leah gave a handmaid, and then he had a son with a handmaid, and then the other one had a son, and then the other one had a son, and finally Raquel had a son. So in order of these children's birth, whereas the sons of Leah were at least teenagers at this stage of the game and could fight, he put the younger children up first because of how he felt about their mother. We have to be careful because we can see that even godly people can make errors in judgment when it comes to raising a family. That enmity between those brothers never left. You will see it as a recurring theme throughout our history. Right in this portion you'll see some. In next week's portion you'll see it. You'll see it all the way up until uh, in the book of Judges. You'll see it all the way up past Joshua. We have never as a family reconciled our differences because we refused to talk about it. And right now we have family that we breed dysfunction into. Pay attention. We have family that we breed dysfunction into and we ourselves are not paying attention to the outcome of what this dysfunction will cause. All my children are all my children. That's right. Regardless of who their mother is, they're all my children. We, as a people, have to be cognizant of how we treat our children in relationship to one another. You can't show favoritism. Some children may say, well, you like that one better. Let me tell you, there's a difference between there's a child that is obedient and goes to school and does what they're supposed to do. Right. 
and therefore you reward that child for their actions, and you don't want to go to school, don't want to listen, don't want to take out the garbage, don't tell me I like him more, he liked me more too. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Like me better, I like you better too. But I love you all the same. I'm going to make sure that you know I love you the same. Do my best and if, and if, listen, I'm telling you, some of you are young men, right on the cusp of being able to be starting your families and you're having your ladies now and doing all that, uh, you know, getting grown stuff. Remember that you can't make your family dysfunctional and then wonder why they function in the way that they do. You can't do that. You can't pit these children against those if you live, if you have come from a polygamous family or even a family that where you had a previous marriage and you come to a second marriage or even a third and you treat the children uh, 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 You can't do that. And adults have to stop getting themselves all frantic because you're dealing with the children, because the children got to be dealt with as, as a loving group of people so they can come up and display that love to the children that are coming behind them. You can't teach children hate and bias and dysfunction and expect them not to display it. I hope y'all hear this, you adults in this room, and you children who are in this room, I hope you hear this. Learn to like your parents better. Don't sit there and complain that your brother got two cookies and you got one, and he got an A on his paper, and you brought me a D. You're lucky I, I even gave you a cookie. <laughs> I'm just saying. You get my message, right? You understand that? That you gotta do your part. And parents, you definitely gotta do yours. And adults, when you see the children, most of these children in here know. They come around me, they plan sleepovers and don't tell me. <laughs> and there be 20 kids in my house, and I'm losing my mind. But they all my kids. They're all the kids. I'm going to feed you the same. You're going to get the grits. You're going to get the eggs. You're going to you know, feed you. Tell them the truth. That's what happens. That's what it is. I'm going to let you wear my sneakers because you're just as giant as I don't understand. What you put on the sneakers? Because you're my kids. Y'all gotta feel that way about one another. That's my brother. I didn't come from the same mother and father. It don't matter, that's my brother. Because at the end of the day, we're all one man's children. You get it? Yep. 
At the end of the day, I don't care how you look at it, how you slice it, we're all one man's children. And you got to think about it just like that. I know it seems so far flung because you're talking about Jacob, but look, big families, little families, in between families, they're still families. Right. Right? right? All one man's children. And you'll see that dysfunction has become something that plagues us right now. And nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody thinks that we're going to pray it away. We're not going to pray dysfunction away. You got to address it, deal with it, and Talk about it so that you can heal it and cure it. So after this whole meeting, Esau wants Jacob to come and join up with him. And Jacob says, no, no my Lord, you know, you're going. I'm coming to see here to meet you. He lying. He ain't going nowhere near see here. Jacob want to stay as far away from Edom as he possibly can. He already knew from his mother and his father that he was not supposed to mingle up with his brother and his people that was not supposed to be his destiny. So his brother says to him, well, let me, let me, let some of my soldiers stay to make sure you get, no, what's the need? I just got my family. Ain't nobody going to bother us. I'll meet you. Esau got over the hill. Jacob looked. Okay, everybody, we're going this way. We went the absolute opposite way. Settled in Shechem. So when he gets over to Shechem, a bad thing happens. He gets over to Shechem, and there's the big city. City life, chocolate city. Everybody won't be here. Here was Dina. She went out with the girls. She got her own girls. She went out. She don't know nothing but milking cows and plantains. And here she going into the big market. And woohoo, what did she see? Hunter girls get out there in that city and they see all this shiny stuff and they see all these different things and all of a sudden here comes Hamor, the Prince of Shechem. You know my man was cool. He rode up on his horse, galap, galap, galap. So what do we have here? She was, he talking to me. She told his girlfriends, she told her girlfriends, he talking to me. And he said, 
give her, take my ring and put it on, see how it look around her neck. You think it ain't the same? You think it ain't the same? How you think our sisters get caught up with drug dealers? How you think our sisters get caught up with, with people just because they got a little bobble and a little trinket to display? Come around, all of a sudden, you got on a pair of JCPenney shoes, Next thing you know, somebody tell you, your foot would look fine in some, you know, some MBs. You know, they, you know, in the hood, they don't say Manolo Balaki. They say MBs. She like, you get caught get caught right out there. He took her, he laid with her, and then, to his surprise, he was smitten. Cause she was all of that and a bag of chips. She was all that. It wasn't like, you know, our press wasn't, you know, uh, Downplayed, she was all of that. And even after, you know, you know, listen, for those of you who've been always not so good, you grown men, you know, after you dupe a sister and you still want her. She's something else. That's the truth. So now he's figuring out how he's gonna get off with his wife. I'm gonna go talk to Abba. We're gonna set this up. And you know, he's figuring, I'm the prince. These little former Bedouin guys out here, they gonna fall all over the fact that I wanna marry their daughter. They just didn't know. They did not know. So they went out there and she came with her face all full of shame to her father. Because you know, actually she didn't go back. She stayed where she was at. She was too scared to go. That's why. Because she was full of shame. She told him, I can't go back there. You gotta go ask my father, can I, can I marry you? And he went in all his splendiferous array. And Jacob sitting there seething, on fire. And his sons are sitting there listening to this madness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, and he starts making the plea and the plea deal. And when he walks over and he finds your father, Jacob, he realizes that this is no, uh, oh, this ain't no country bunking. This, no this is a rich 
rich. You, he's probably more rich than the whole city. You remember Abraham was rich. Isaac got rich. And Jacob got rich all on their own. And then Abraham passed his rich down to Isaac to add to his rich. And then when Jacob got rich, Isaac passed that down to... I mean, these, this was... This was what? Are you serious? And he rolled up in there and he's, now his eyes are going, cha-ching. I'm going to get all of this. I'm going to marry this chick. Oh, man, this is right. No. See? Because the part that you didn't know was that he had 11 killers. 11 killers. That one was little. He was little. He was a pre-killer. <laughs> he was a baby killer. He, he hadn't become a man killer yet. But there were 11 killers out there. And they come in and they say, this is why when sisters say, well, I, I just, I'm, I'm not a, I, I'm not reckless. I just did this. No. You see what they did? They heard the whole story. They know she left as a virgin. They know she was only with this guy. And the end of the story was, they said, well, okay, we'll listen. Levi and Shimon. Mm-hmm. Just, they wear sad. That's right. They listening, they said, you know, I think I was going to let them get away with this. Nah. Hey, Abba, um, here's a solution. They got to get circumcised, Abba. They can't get down with us unless they circumcise. And Abba says, well, you know, you know his <laughs> yeah, get circumcised. It's, yeah, that's the thing. That's all. That's all we got to do is get circumcised and we can have your loot too? Great. Go get circumcised. The whole city in one day. Because the king commanded it. Them dudes sat back and waited. They were going through the city. You think they went to the city just on the third day? Oh, they went to the city and they watched. They was overseeing. Oh, yeah, everybody said, what's up? Got everybody in the house, too? Because you know the deal is, everybody in the second side. They run through everybody's second side. Oh, you somebody else. Second day, they were like, oh, man. They were like, nah, 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 it's going to go away. It's going to go away. Don't worry about it. Drink some of this tea. It's going to go away. But they already knew. Third day. You don't want the wind to blow. You don't want the lights to come on. You don't want nothing to happen. You just want to just stay still. Don't move. Be real still. Don't eat. 
Nope. Don't laugh. Don't talk. Just stay still. Huh. That third day, <laughs> W and Shimon looked at each other. Let's do it. They started going. Now, do you think, because some people tell me, well, Levi and Shimon did this all by himself. No, they didn't. I mean, even the book says, uh, if you read the story, it'll tell you. Read the story. And I, here's your challenge. Find me the line that proves what I'm saying. And all the other brothers was right there doing everything just like that. But when they went, it was their idea. They concocted it because they, they loose. Yeah. They loose. Don't be no offense, Levites and Shmonites out there, but y'all loose. Your father knew it. God knew it. Y'all loose. So they put you throughout the thing. That's why you think Levin was the only one spread out in, in, in the country? Shimon's land was in, surrounded by Judah. King Lee. Like, you, you stay here, bro. We got you. Because we got to watch you. Because you, you're not always right. But we need them. We need them for just things like this. So when they went out there, all the brothers went, they killed up the whole city. Came back, threw their bloody swords down in front of Abba and Abba was like, what did you do? He was like, you made me odious in the sight of me. And listen to what the brothers said. Because uh -oh. this is the key. Should one deal with our sister as a harlot? Notice one thing after that. Your father Jacob said nothing. That's it. That's the way he felt about it. You treated my sister like she was a harlot. And you died for it. Everybody. Because that's not the way it goes down. You sisters are the most precious commodity that God has given us. We don't act like it and neither do you. But I need for you to get it. And I need for you to get it. That the women of our community is the most precious gift that God has given us. And you gotta treat them like that. And you have to act like that. You can't be, you can't be a boy. You can't be, uh, you gotta have class, dignity. You gotta have it. It's the thing that when we look at you, it, 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 it's the thing. And, and you shouldn't want nothing but class and dignity. And when you get it, treat it like that. Y'all be great. God be gracious to you. One day you're gonna have a daughter. I told y'all, I had sons, I had Shakur, and this boy had shown up, Mahamon, he had shown up, and I was a two-time dad. I, I, I was, I thought it was, I thought it was it. And all of a sudden, that Bikidia showed up. 
thinking that they are pieces of property. Don't grow up thinking that they are there to be your servants. They're there to make you whole. I hope you can hear it. I hope y'all can hear it. That this is what this is what this is what God intended. So now, our Father says this, and I'm going to be done with this portion. Jacob tells, after all that situation, Jacob is remembering the thing that God told Abraham. He said, I know he would command his house. Jacob now tells the whole house, put away your false gods. Which is indicative of the fact that he knew that that was happening. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't controlling it. But now he's putting his house in order. Get away all those false gods. Do this, do that, because we're going up here to offer an offering up to the Most High for all of his goodness and his mercy and to ask him to watch out for us and protect us and keep us. Here's the thing. They named all the sons and in this last one, Raquel was about to give birth to Benjamin. And it says, in the 16th verse, after he had made the prayer and did the offering, and he set up the place, and it was called Baal, in the 17th verse, it says this. It came to pass when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, for it is also a son for thee. And it came to pass that the life was in the park, for she died. That she called his name Bain Oni, but his father called him Bain Yami. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephraim, the same as Bethlehem. Yaakov set up a pillar upon the grave, the same as the pillar of Rachel's grave until this day. And Israel journeyed and spread his tent beyond Midah Bezil. And it came to pass, and Israel dwelt in that land, that Reuben went and lived with Gilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard it. Okay. Remember, your father Jacob said, with whom the God is found, let them not live. 
Do you think he was, knew he was pronouncing the love of his life to death? Nope. With his power, would you speak? Unless you don't think that this is your father. There's power in what you speak. Watch your mouth. I tell my kids about this all the time. We even call what what can you say? Can I say it's free? You're free. I'm dead. This 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 new thing. I'm dead. Oh, right, right, right. Can I see that? The oldest daughter. Back there. Because when your father spoke the word, he had no idea he was condemning the love of his life to death. And remember that dysfunction I was talking about? Reube, the son of Leah, firstborn of my father. He decided that it was all right to go lay up with Raquel's handmaid. It was a supposition of power. It was the most disrespectful thing that he could possibly do to his father. And the only reason his father probably didn't kill him was because he knew he had to protect that seed. The Mashari gave us an assignment this week and it was all about, if you remember, about a seed being protected at the end of the day. The people lamenting in the, in the, in the case with the, the tribe of Benyamin, if you know that history, the, the, the people turned around and said, listen, with all that they have done, oh Lord, how is it going to be that we're going to lose one of, the, one of the sons of Israel? No, it can't be. That's why, that's why he didn't die. Because that was punishable by death. 
You remember that even back when Abraham was walking through uh, 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 Egypt and going through Philistine and Isaac doing the same thing that they said that their wives with their sisters. Why? So that the people would not uh, kill them for them. Why? Because nobody would commit adultery. Everybody knew that was evil. Now I've heard people when they blame this all on the handmaidens. Right? When they blame it all on Bill Hop. Let me just say this. It takes two. That's it. This wasn't a rape. It takes two. Bill Hobbs should have slapped his face and went and told his father. Period. You, what? What'd you just say to me, boy? Slap um, Jacob. Um, this one here. This one here. Come handle this. But there was a lot of things going on here. What was going on? Everybody knew the burying place was Machpelah. That's right. Her mistress didn't get to go to Machpelah. You think she didn't feel away? Rehubin felt away from back when this whole situation happened, when, God, when his father separated them and put them in harm's way and put the other ones back. I mean, Yosef uh, 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 was legitimately should have been in the back because he was the baby. Legitimately. But everybody else, this is, this is how you deal. Family. I'm talking to y'all about this because I know in all of our families there's something that goes on that we don't like to talk about and we don't want to acknowledge. But y'all need to start talking to your families when you have these problems. Don't think they're just going to go away. They don't just go away. They don't just disappear. So you have situations where you compound the evil because you won't stop and say, Abba, that thing you did, it hurt me. Can we talk about it? My brothers, I, I, I made it. Because Jacob probably wasn't thinking about none of that. <laughs> yeah. He was just thinking about how much I love Raquel. I need her to get away. I need her to get away. She was the impetus of. And then it turned out to be you that wasn't the one that was right. And he buried it right there by the tree. In the way. That wasn't the way of our people dealing with death and burial. We dealt with it honorably. You hear me? Yep. 
There was things happening. So you can't just let things pass by. Children, if you have questions that you need to ask your parents with great respect, go to them and talk to them. You hear me? Talk to them. You got a problem with your brother? Don't let it go by. Talk to them. Because family dysfunction can last forever if you don't address it. Because y'all know we have adults who pass down their dislike of other people onto children. You know, that dude ain't no good. This is that, and that, and that. Oh, that's their so-and-so's kid. And then the kids start looking at each other crazy. I'm boring y'all. I don't mean to bore you. I mean to tell you something that can hopefully save our lives, save our families, save our community. You cannot ignore these things. You hear me? You got to treat each other with love and respect. Brother to brother, sister to sister, husband to wife, parents to children, and children to parents. It's the only way it's going to work. It's the only way it's going to work. So Isaac expired. And he died and he was gathered unto his people, old and full of days. And Esau and Jacob, his sons, buried him. The ones that you thought were enemies forever. They got together and they carried their father up and took him to the cave of Machpelah and buried him. It's important. Family issues are important. And I pray that we will get it and that we will be able to see it. And in the style of the great teacher, Moray Mishael Bendawi Ben Israel, I am not going into the 36th chapter because I don't need to. <laughs> May the Most High God bless and keep you all. And may he make us whole as a family, one to another. We give thanks to the Most High God for all of his goodness and his mercy. Um, I see that nobody set up for Kiddush, but we, we do have it. Um, so they need to make sure that's taken care of uh, as expeditiously as possible. And on page 90-something, we're going to find the Elenu on page 98. It behooves us to praise the Lord of all, to ascribe greatness to him who formed the world in the beginning, that he has not made us like the nations of other lands and hath not places like other families of the earth, that he has not given unto us a portion as unto them, nor a lot as unto all their multitude. For we bend the knee and prostrate ourselves, 
and make acknowledgement before the Supreme King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed be He, who stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth, the abode of whose glory is in the heavens above and the dwelling of whose majesty is upon the loftiest heights. He is our God and there is none else. In truth, He is our King and there is none besides Him. As it is written in His law, know therefore this day and lay it to thy heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath, there is none else. And therefore we hope in thee, O Lord our God, that we may speedily behold the glory of thy might, when thou will remove the abominations from the earth, and the idols shall be utterly cut off. When the world shall be set under the kingdom of the Almighty, and all the children of flesh shall call upon thy name, when thou will turn unto thyself all the wicked of the earth, and all the inhabitants of the world shall know and acknowledge that unto thee every knee must bend, and every tongue must swear, before thee, O Lord our God, shall they kneel and fall, and they shall give honor to thy glorious name. They shall all accept the yoke of thy kingdom, and over them thou speedily reign forever and ever. For the kingdom is thine, and to all eternity wilt thou reign in glory. As it is written in thy law, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. And it is said in the Lord shall be king of all the earth. In that day shall the Lord be one, and his name one. Hear, O Israel, Yehoah, our God, Yehoah is one. Shema Show the world of, of assurance that you are God forever. O 
Lord our God and Lord of our Father, we thank you for the snow that you sent this day to clean the air and to provide water for us to drink. So God, you hope. We give you thanks and praise, Lord our God, for all of the goodness and the mercy that you have shown unto us. We thank you. O Lord our God, God of our fathers, for the kindness, O Lord our God, that you have given unto us that we have a place to lay our head. That we can, O Lord our God, coming from the elements, O Lord our God, and be warm. That we have food for our table and clothing for our back. O Lord our God, there is none like unto thee. So we pray, O Lord our God, that you will be with those, O Lord our God, who are less fortunate than we, who have no place to go, who right now are sleeping out in the streets. Lord our God, we don't know where their next meal is coming from. Oh Lord our God and God of our fathers, we pray that you would rescue them from their torment even on this very day. Give them a place to lay their heads and a meal to put in their bellies. Oh Lord our God, and warm clothes to put on their back. Oh Lord our God, they might thank you and give thy name the honor and praise and glory. For the surety there is none like unto thee. Bless each and every one of them inside of my voice and all the homes they are represented. Bless all of our God, the family and child, whatever we need to found. Bless those of our God and know you and those who know you not. For the surety you are our God and our God alone. We bless and thank your name now and ever now. Therefore, in our God, we not truly try to come through to bless our name even on as wise as we would say. Bless our God, all our God, who is the King of the universe, who is the form of light and prey of darkness the maker of peace and the creator of war, the master of good and the creator of evil. Bless Lord God, Lord God, the King of the universe forever and ever. Let all of you sound my voice come together and simply say, Amen. And let us sing Shema. Oh, Shema, Israel, yeah.
Hallelujah. Give me all praise and honor to the Most High God. We look now for him to be dismissed, praying that the Most High would even accept us on this, his holy Shabbat day. Now you have a tickle bell, I believe, and I'm a feet top at your day, I call her name, keep it, and then rock out to her, men too young, where ain't Kimo Kah. Yabareka, Yahoo, Yishmareka, Yahir, Yahopana, Waleka, Wikuneka, Yisa, Yahopana, Waleka, we are sing the car, Shalom. May Yahoo bless thee and keep thee. May Yahoo cause his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May Yahoo turn his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Ha! My shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He guideth me in a straight path for his namesake. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. 
my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of Jehovah forever and ever. If thou turn away thy foot because of the Shabbat from pursuing thy business on my holy day, and call the Shabbat a delight, and the holy of Jehovah honorable, and shall honor it not doing thy wanted ways, nor pursuing thy business, nor speaking thereof. Then thou shalt delight thyself in Yahweh, and I will make thee to ride upon the high place of the earth, and I will feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken it. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat to observe the Shabbat throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, for in six days Jehovah made the heaven and the earth, on the seventh day he ceased from work and he rested. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou mayest give them their food in due season. Thou openest thy hand and satisfies every living thing with favor. Baruch atah denai lehenu belakolam hamotzi lekamin haaretz. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 